Welcome to Cloud and Clear, the podcast by SADA for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Tony Safoyan. Hi, Harrison Lewis. Welcome to Cloud and Clear. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're the prolific CIO of Northgate Markets, one of our favorite Southern California uh, GCP customers. We've been working together for a long time. I've been waiting to get you on the seat for a while now. <laughs> well, thank you. Northgate is, I think, one of the most innovative organizations we've ever worked with. And we only learn about that by virtue of working together. <laughs> uh, but before we dive too much into into the work we're doing there and and your, your strategy and your vision, I'd really like to know more about you and your background. Okay. Well, you know, I've been in this, uh, in this, uh, in the business for, for, for many years. Um, you know, I've, uh, been in the grocery business for my God. I mean, I, I was in the grocery business when I was eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, it's, it's a, it's an, it's, it's a, it's a very difficult business, but it's one that, that I, that I know. And it's one that I'm, I'm very comfortable, um, you know, I, I started out uh, my career uh, with uh, Kroger, and I went through the Kroger Management Training Program, mm. um, and I ended up, um, uh, and that was in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and then I ended up uh, going, and, and I was uh, I was a st actually in store management for many years. Oh, wow. So not um, the IT side, the actual operations no, no. side. No, no. What happened was when I graduated... Um, and I was uh, I was using a scholarship with uh, with Kroger, and they had a pretty interesting thing, where what they would do is is that um, which even now it's kind of kind of profound is mm -hmm. that they would do the scholarships as a way as being having visibility, and so they knew when I was uh, when I was graduating, and so they came uh, they came to me uh, a recruiter an internal recruiter came to me and said hey you know we understand you graduated with your plans. I said, well, I'm going to go. I've got a job offer from uh, from uh, CNN that I'm, in, I'm I'm considering. Right right in Atlanta. Right, right in Atlanta. Yeah. So they said, uh, well, have you thought about uh, you know, ma management with Kroger? And I said, no, I'm, I've, <laughs> I've done this all through school, right? I'm, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. And they said, well, let's talk about that. So, you know, we went, and he said, well, let's, let's spend some time talking about it. And I went through and I met with them and they told me that uh, – you know what the what the the beginning salary was for a management trainee, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which was way way higher than than uh, than what, what was it the CNN offer, and uh, I ended up uh, saying, okay, well, you were probably surprised by that. I right? was, I was, um, and then they told me kind of what the potential was, yeah. and so I said, well, you know, I I could, you know, I, but it's, it's really is departure from from where I want to be, and they said, well, you, um, you know, if it doesn't work out. You know, it, it, it's great. It looked great on your resume. I said, you know, management training, right? Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll, I, I can hang, I can hang out for a little while. Mm -hmm. So I went through <laughs> and I, I did that, and I went and managed a number of different stores in uh, in Atlanta, and then I was recruited from Atlanta into uh, to HEB and mm -hmm. uh, and uh, in San Antonio. Yep. And had a long career there. Amazing, amazing organization. Had an opportunity to work in a lot of different places. But I actually was in store management there. And then I decided uh, I'm going to go back to school uh, and, and pursue, you know, what I really, my passion, which was around technology. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then they said, um, you know, we have, we, have, we have an IT here. 
Mm-hmm. And I ended up, um, and that, and then I stayed with them, and I went on to to work in uh, in, in the IT and so different areas. As you were studying IT, you stayed on mm-hmm. and started yeah. doing yes, kind of maybe move yeah. departments. Yeah, so I That's actually went, I did a kind of a business. I was on the business side, business relationship, and then I went on to manage, uh, you know, the the business systems. Uh, throughout the organization, um, I had I did marketing systems, pricing systems, uh, manufacturing systems, HR systems. I mean, you name it. Uh-huh. And uh, then I was recruited from there to, uh, which was really about. I, I really got to the point where I was trying to figure out. Okay, my success at, at Kroger, I mean at, at HEB, was it about? Uh, about me or was it just about how incredibly you know well run the organization was and i began to question that and i decided you know i've I've got to i've got to find that out Mm -hmm. and i ended up um i uh i told them that uh, i thought that it was time for me to leave and i uh, put myself out there and i got a couple of offers one was with uh, lowe's home improvement Mm -hmm. i did that for uh, a consultant Uh, i turned that into a consulting gig and then i went on to work with uh, the Great Atlantic and Pacific Tea Company in New Jersey. I did that. Uh, I, I served as their um, uh, their vice president of uh, data management. Mm-hmm. And then I went on to become the chief enterprise architect there. And uh, then I went over to uh, Washington State with uh, with Hagen. And I, yes. that was my actually my first uh, CIO role. And then from there, I was recruited into uh, Northgate. So Northgate's a very different type of organization, and a lot of your history has been with you know large publicly traded uh, type of organizations, and in different you know different uh, capacities. I, I think it's probably pretty rare for a technical leader at any organization to have that much operational experience as you bring yeah. <laughs> from that side. So I think that's uh, fantastic from a strategic fit standpoint. Um, so one of the things that makes Northgate unique, there's several of them, but relative to your experience is they're private, so we can't talk about you know too much around uh, the financials. But can you tell us about how large of an organization Northgate Markets is? Okay. Yeah, so we have about uh, seven thousand employees. Uh, we are uh, based in Southern California. Uh, we have uh, store locations that uh, are they run between Los Angeles and, and San Diego. We have a total of forty. Uh, 41 locations mm-hmm. and uh, in terms of the, the market themselves. And then we also have a, uh, a financial services organization by the name of Prospera. And that uh, the business is really about serving the unbanked and underbanked mm-hmm. and, uh, and doing it in a way that is, is with integrity, one that doesn't, uh, is not about exploiting our, 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 our customers um, but really about, you know, helping, you know, the, the our customers as well as our, our communities. And then we have a, uh, then a, a real estate organization that, uh, that we also support. Uh, when it comes down to the customer, we look at the customer is that that customer is, is, is really a part of that entire ecosystem. Right. And when we think about customers, customers are not we think about customers in terms of the kind of traditional sense, but mm-hmm. it's also then the uh, the consumer. So you know, customers serve as a, a a proxy for the consumer. So an example would be, uh, you know, my kids 
are the consumers that they influence, mm. you know, and I'm a consumer and we all influence my wife as the customer. I see. Right. Yes. I've never, I actually have never heard anyone articulate that point the way you just did. Oh, well, thank That's you. It's really interesting. Yeah. So then we also have thing. Uh, we also have employees. Employees mm. are our current employees, our, our past employees, uh, you know, our you know, employees, the people who are interested in, in, in coming to work for us. Uh, we have also uh, businesses that uh, that we provide uh, financial services uh, services to uh, that also are part of that ecosystem as well. Um, so we really define define customers as very very broad, and and that you know customer base is then. Uh, is information that is both uh, that's a leverage uh, throughout the the organization. So you've been there uh, at Northgate, I think, about seven years. Seven years. It'll be actually eight years in October. Eight years. Eight, October. October eighteenth. Oh wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Time flies. Yeah. So, what are the changes that you've seen in the organization, but um, more specifically in the IT strategy side of the organization in your time uh, being there? Well, I I think that that. For me, um, you know, my background in terms of being in the business has helped me to be, uh, it's given me credibility, I think, um, because I can speak to individuals and, and they, from a place that they can say, you know, you've, you've been there, you know, now it's been a number of years, mm -hmm. but I can relate. Mm -hmm. The other side of it is I, I think about it in terms of that I'm a business person first, and that has that brings forward a kind of a technology discipline mm -hmm. no different than our head of marketing is a business person first and then brings forward the the uh the the discipline around marketing right. so as an executive team you know we all are business people first and that's the thing that we align on and then we're bringing forward this this discipline and so the thing that has helped me is being able to really think about it in that perspective and then kind of align our, our IT organization for that. And so the focus has really been about uh, what are the areas of differentiation? Mm -hmm. So just as we talk about it from a business standpoint and we say, you know, differentiation, what is our, our areas of differentiation, which is those are the things we want to uh, accentuate. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've done the same thing for the, for the IT organization. And those things that we say, we've got to be best in class, absolutely best in class. However, it's not an area that is a, of differentiation. It becomes more of a commodity and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Then what we do is we just make sure that we've got the, the best, we find the best talent to provide that as a service to us. And so as a result, it's allowed us to be able to be um, very um, lean as an IT organization mm -hmm be very, very effective, and then also be very nimble because, you know, I don't have to, I, I've got some of the, the best and most talented database administrators in the entire world, mm -hmm. right? But yet I have not one. That's right. This delivers a service, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. something that I need to be, I, that I need to differentiate on. Yeah. Right? Your team is what, just 31? 36 people. 36 people. That's right. Yeah. But uh, so you have to be very selective about what type of talent you're going to hire it's going to be part of your team and then of course how you choose your partners that's right right so vendor management partner management becomes very very important 
um, you know, always making sure that, you know, we, you know, indiv- we as individuals that we remain relevant as well as the, uh, the, the, the vendors and the partners mm-hmm. that we, that we, uh, that we deal with. And if you have only a select set of t- roles that you're going to in, in source, mm-hmm. then I think conventional wisdom would say you can be more choosy with the talent that you pick. Yes. Yes. And, and, and really it comes down to, um, it's just not anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about uh, being able to pick uh, what's culturally relevant, you right. know, so individuals that can understand the culture, understand, you know, the mission, understand, you know, who we who we are, who we want to be uh, and that can, you know, really kind of engage at, at that at that level um, and then being able to then um, invest in those individuals in terms of growing the necessary talent that's necessary for a differentiation one of the things that i enjoy the most from our perspective of engaging with customers now for almost two decades is and maybe the last 10 15 years with cloud is uh, the kind of culture shift and enablement that we see in our customers as they start making their journey to cloud and i think one of the things that i enjoy about our model versus um, some of the bigger gsis is you know, we have a very enablement focused mm. model in how we engage with our customers. Right. We're actually not there to take over and outsource <laughs> yeah. to us and, you know, replace your people, uh, our engagements around enablement. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear you say that that's part of your strategy as well. Well, you know, I actually, as you as you say that, because I, I hadn't really thought about it in that sense. Um, but uh, one of the things that, you know, I've been really great about working with SADA is that, um, that, you know, you, you've, you've brought forward, you know, kind of the, the talent and, and the such. But in terms of the change management pieces of it is something that we had to own. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, the, you know, the change management aspect of it is, is probably the most difficult uh, thing around this whole, you know, cloud transition. For sure, it's harder than the technology. Oh, my God, it's crazy. It's harder than the technology. <laughs> And, um, and it's, uh, it is one that I was, I was very aware of and, you know, and, in the conversation that I had with, uh, with Sada, with, with Google mm-hmm. around this and looking in terms of where we needed to be and then where, what it was going to take to do that. And it has been really, really, um, it's been exciting because I think in many ways we were, we, we, we walked into this with our eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. So as a result, it wasn't a situation where, um, you know, it, it would be, it would have been a different situation if we were not, yeah. um, if we weren't prepared. We've been witnessing this within the IT organization since, you know, 10, 12 years ago, we were just replacing email servers yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of a shock to the system. And, you know, there was, even back then there's two types of engineers, right? The ones that were excited by the opportunity to move on and do something higher value. Right. And, and those that we call the server huggers, which oh, yeah. are like, this the server defined their job. That's right. This right. is the, that's how they saw it, right? right like right. this is my existence is defined by this physical thing, and it is quite a task. And I think with the right leadership, we can get many people to cross the chasm into the new world. But you can't do it for 100 percent of the people because it's yeah. sometimes they're just not not as supportive of it. You know, I I kind of. Um... I, I cheated a little bit in that way. Okay. <laughs> and so what I had done was 
I, and this whole idea of looking at it from a standpoint of, of, of differentiating and focusing on differentiation, what that meant was the, the server huggers, there was no place for server huggers. Right. And so as a result, those I, I, I had those out as a service. And so the even within your organization, even within my yeah, organization, right? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I didn't have those, mm-hmm. and um, and and um, and so it, it did mean you know severing you know relationships, longstanding relationships with individuals that are providing services. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have been very pleased about uh, I've seen a number of companies who have also kind of seen the light and uh, and that have refined their strategies around the the, the cloud. That's not been the case. I'd say probably about 60% of the companies have uh, have kind of said, okay, this is who we need to be in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're investing in that. And, mm-hmm. and the, I think the one of the more powerful things is that these are the organizations that have said, look, we have, we understand, you, you, you know, your organization. We understand the culture and as such. And what we're asking you to do is to invest in us, yes. you know, and help us to be able to prove out this this change that, that we're going to go through. And uh, so that's what happened about 60% of the time. Um, the others, you know, unfortunately. Can't take them with you. No, yeah. no. No, it's just the reality of kind of evolve in order to stay relevant. I, I think, uh, what, again, what I enjoy about our business model and our business strategy is uh, we're there sort of um, promoting mm-hmm. uh, the opportunity for the traditional enterprise who are not cloud native organizations, generally speaking, is we're providing the opportunity to to evolve and to thrive in this new world because, you know, a, a, the largest of enterprises, you know, their current model is not um, it's not a given. They're all going to be challenged in some meaningful way. I don't care how big you are, right? Mm-hmm. There's a hundred startups trying to disrupt what you're sure. doing. <laughs> sure. So, but the but the uh, sort of forward-looking CIOs, I think, with the right help from Sada and others, um, I think we can with the with the advantages you already have, which is the customer base, the locations, distribution channels, assets. Uh, there's a lot of things that you guys can do with technology that's it's very hard for startups to to match. Um, along those lines, I think, again, you're doing some, some very exciting things just to set sort of a foundation um, for the audiences. How long ago did your cloud journey start? And at what point uh, did you zero in on, on GCP specifically as, as part of your core strategy? You know, our, our, our strategy started um, probably about four years ago, actually. Um, and a lot of it was around the, uh, a lot of things that are prerequisite. Mm. Um, and you know, some of it was around, you know, just because so much of the, the, the software is only made available by way of SAS, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, you're going to be there. And then the other part was some of the prerequisite activities that need to happen. And so we had to get right about, uh, about our network Mm -hmm. and, um, and there's a lot of things that we take, you know, that we take for granted when we, you know, when we're dealing with a lot of on-prem. But as we, you know, look at it in terms of our uh, of the of uh, cloud, then the network has a is, is a completely different focus. The other part was around, you know, security. Right. And so, you know, the network and security were the kind of the, the prerequisite activity, uh, prerequisites to this whole cloud. And so we implemented uh, uh, NSD-WAN leveraging uh, VeloCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and said, well, we got that right. And, you know, we did that. You know, we were able to save you know a lot of money as well as being able to, to prepare ourselves and um, uh, for this cloud. I think the other thing was around this security architecture. Security architecture was kind of kind of re completely refactored around this uh, around this cloud and um, and positioned of us. And then, you know, they, they the kind of the last thing, you know, we were talking about this thing about what we needed to do. And our strategy was around the, the data management. Mm hmm. And uh, the idea of being able to establish a, a data lake and, you know, really um, looking at and saying our, our customer is the asset and the customer being kind of our, our definition of customer, mm -hmm. that is the asset. Mm -hmm. And that is an asset that is to be managed. Especially right? when you have so many lines of business. Oh my God, yeah. Like the life cycle and the customer value. A lifetime value formula for you guys yeah. is, is made very different than a typical retailer That's even, right. right right and you know the thing is is that and and people they 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 evolve um and so you think about in terms of a of a new um of a of a of a child and then a child going into you know one day you know becoming a parent mm -hmm. and first time parents and then you know children and you know all this whole thing and so over these generations, it's about being able to be relevant, uh, you know, over the generations mm -hmm. as their their needs change. Mm -hmm. And so uh, and this is the case when it comes down to, you know, the the uh, the, the the food. And so our our our, our whole kind of our, we don't have the we're not like the traditional grocery store. Mm -hmm. It's really the focus is around fresh and prepared foods. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can see that now there's a whole much this this is this lot of emphasis on fresh and prepared, and authentic and healthy and all that. Yes. Well, that's our pedigree, right? That we've been doing that for as long as we've we've been in business. Yeah. The other is in terms of you know customer service, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and choice and uh, the assortment. Uh, I think the other thing was, and then when it comes down to financial services, which we started about ten years ago, was about you know being able to in some ways provide an alternative to our to our customers and to um and to protect them to so much of the predatory right. type of things that was probably on. happening right around your right. market right Absolutely. these other vendors that were uh maybe not treating your customers That's the right. way that you That's would right. treat them i was listening, i was listening i saw the article the other day about uh google and the google store and they're not uh they've they've kind of uh locked out uh these apps of these uh, predatory loans that's right providers, right yeah and um you know it, it's it's uh you know i think that's important that you know that we that we are we're there for you know our customers that are in our communities and and we're there for for people i love it by the way when uh, the private sector takes a stance on these sort of issues because yeah. it just takes so long for like regulations and laws to catch oh. up yeah. You know what? If we care about our customers and our communities, we take our own stance. Uh, I applaud that. That comes from, I think, the, the family, the culture of the whole organization. And um, it's something that's wonderful that you support as well. well it's, it's, you know, it also kind of calls in line with when I talk about, you know, partnerships and relationships. You know, if, you know, if I've got to go, if I'm finding myself that I'm referring back to the contract, 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably too late. It's too late. I mean, we're, we're it's we're, we got a major problems here, right? That's right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, really, they've got to lead in with the uh, with the relationship. And so, as you as you talk about kind of like uh, legislation and laws and those those types of things. There, there are always going to be something significantly less than what's necessary. Uh, totally. No, I, I, I'm a big proponent of that. Um, and it's great to do business with others who are culturally aligned with SADA. And yeah. I think that's, that's fantastic. And there's certain things about Google that I think is very aligned. The whole um, economic model around cons- consumption is so, I think, um, productive around promoting what is best for the customer. Mm-hmm. Like we're all... Now we have to we have to encourage and create systems and mechanisms to behave in such a positive way. Like we have to continue to add value. We That's can't right. take any of this for granted. Like you didn't just buy five years of software that you're gonna pay for anyway. Like no, you're in this consumption modality in which you're gonna use Google Cloud to the extent that it's providing value. And if it's no longer providing value, you're gonna turn yeah. it off, right? So I think it causes all of us to b- behave in the right way. Um, but, you know, you guys are sophisticated. You've come from uh, all sorts of platforms, which are, you know, there's plenty in the retail space of uh, technology stacks and platforms and, and data solutions. What was the one thing that um, honed you guys in to, to, to really look at and deploy GCP over, over others? Well, you know, we were very big on, uh, on open source. Mm-hmm. We're also very big on, on innovation. And, you know, innovation come, for me comes in many different ways. Some instances it is, you know, creating something that, you know, just didn't exist, you know. And then there's other is, is being able to take something that does exist and been applied in one way that you're then, you know, using in a different way. Right. Right. And, you know, when I think of it, so, and then this whole thing about differentiation and differentiation and innovation, you know, for me, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I looked at where we needed to be and, and what the opportunities were for our organization, there were basically, um, you know, four, three, three, three alternatives. One was uh, Google, the other was Azure, the other one was, uh, was AWS. We had uh, been doing some things with the AWS mm-hmm. and, you know, like a, like a lot of organizations and kind of, you know, we had a, a few apps over there and, and the things like that, but it really wasn't doing anything in the way of, of innovation. And the other part was around, you know, the significance of the data. Right. 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 And the data management and, and being able to really leverage the, the data. And, um, you know, as we looked at it, um, we, you know, I thought about it and I said, you know, that... If when going with AWS, I can only be maybe slightly better, I mean, slightly as good mm-hmm. or certainly less than, 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 uh, than Amazon, right? right? Because right. Amazon is the customer in my mind, right? For, for AWS. That's right. And so, you know, that doesn't offer a whole lot in the way of innovation. And then also when it comes down in terms of the data management aspect of it and being able to really uh, leverage this data, um, that, uh, that, you know, there was a better, better, better proposition with, with, uh, with Google. And I think the other side, well, and then, you know, we didn't, we, uh, discounted, uh, Azure, 
um, because uh, Azure, you know, Microsoft and their their focus is another thing. But I think probably one of the most important things that that uh, that, that made a difference is that um, Google was pre- was was present, mm. and you know we're a, a smaller organization, but what I found in Google was that they uh, were willing to invest in our potential. Right. You know, in so many organizations, they, you know, and, and we do the same thing with customers as, sure. a, as, as an industry. That's we, part of the data science you bring right, to right, the market, right, actually. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we do, we do it all the time. And we say, okay, once you're there, then I'm going to acknowledge you as being valued, right? As opposed to being able to say, what is your potential? And let me invest in your potential because that is then, you know, is where that loyalty comes For in, sure. right? Sure. And Google, the difference that, that Google was, uh, you know, Google really, you know, said, you know, we we get it. We understand where you're going and we're willing to invest in your potential. And because if someone were to say that we're wanting to invest in who you are today, well, guess what? You know, not a whole lot there. Well, <laughs> Well, I have to definitely um, give you the credit for being able to articulate your vision in a way that resonated certainly with us and with Google. But, you know, what's funny about the market today is uh, with cloud, customer segmentation is very hard. So, like, who is enterprise? Who are, who's corporate? Who's SMB? It's almost arbitrary yeah. because, you know, you guys are private. It's not like they could just look up your financials right, right. and segment you correctly. Yeah. Plus, it's cloud. It's actually the whole entire market is about the potential. And even the biggest enterprises, Harrison, believe it or not, want to buy 50K at a time, 100K at a time, because now they can. And, and, and two is, you know, these are all models that are um, still meant to be proven. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to write a massive check for something that they've never done before. So, um, and, and that, actually, I think that is conducive to Google and conducive to us as well. And that's the way that we like to engage with our customers. We like to prove our value over time. And if we do a good job, you know, everybody wins. And I think that's um, that's part of the Google DNA we appreciate as well. Yeah. The other couple of obvious things to call out, certainly anybody that's in retail maybe isn't jumping all over AWS right now. Was that a fair statement? Um, <laughs> I think anyone who is in retail that... Um, wants that that plans to remain relevant that plans to continue to exist that plans to you know compete and innovate and all that uh i i can't i can't imagine any other any other uh decision yeah i i I really can't and i've had number of conversations with with colleagues and and vendors and partners and solution providers um and and really um you know debating that mm-hmm. um and every and, and i've come it's i've come away with it more and more clear to me uh after having those many you know conversations uh with a number of different people that 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 believed otherwise. Yeah. No. And, you know, I just met Janet Kennedy, who's uh, the new head of retail and consumer packaged goods at, at Google. 
Uh, we had a dinner with her and, and Kirsten Klipaus in San Jose. She's brand new from mm. Microsoft. She's super excited. She's based in Chicago, but I hope to be able to make the connections mm. soon because Google's certainly excited about the retail space. They feel like they have a distinct advantage. Um, and so I think they're just getting started, oh, by yeah. the way, oh, yeah. with their level of vertical focus. Like they'll be able to do things for retail specifically that I think will you guys can leverage and will be really impressed by. And the other thing is, you know, you guys day to day deal with some of the most precious and regulated data set in the world, which is consumer data, mm -hmm. customer data, customer information, financial data, yeah. financial data. Can you talk about the security posture or what you saw in GCP specifically that gave you the confidence that this is a destination that you can house your very sensitive, highly regulated data? Yeah, you know, no, as I, as, I, as I told you, we went through and we did uh, kind of a re-retooling our, of our complete uh, security architecture and um, and security is, is incredibly important for us. And so when we looked at the Google, um, you know, security solution and we kicked that, uh, kicked that around um, and we ended up, uh, you know, feeling really good about it. So, you know, we've, we've established our... A, a, a virtual private cloud on, on the G, on GCP that is uh, very, very well secured. Uh, one of the things that we do is that we have a, a, a third-party auditor mm -hmm. uh, that they basically audit us uh, twice a year. And uh, my position on that is that uh, I'm really excited when we do an audit. It's, mm -hmm. it's probably the weirdest thing. <laughs> Most um, people shy away from oh, yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited when they're, when they're, when they're there. Because I, you know, because the thing is, is that, you know, they've got to find something. They've sure. got to find something. Yeah. And if they're not finding something, it's probably, I'll probably end up replacing them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. It's a good um, way to look at it. So I'm really excited about it. And, you know, so we went through and we came up and we worked with, uh, we spent time with, with Sada and with, uh, with Google and, you know, looked at the, what we need to do from a standpoint of security architecture. And uh, we then we kind of designed that and then we had them go and do a review. And then they'll go in and they'll go, actually in the next couple of weeks, be actually going in and doing the, the physical uh, audit against that. Fantastic. Um, but you know, what we've seen is uh, it is, it's actually more secure than, than our, than our on-prem solution. Um, you know, we brought in a, a you know, not only we're leveraging the, uh, the Google um, security, but also we're bringing in and leveraging a number of other, other partners. Mm -hmm. uh, Zscaler is a, is, a, is a huge partner for us and they're doing some pretty amazing things. Uh, we're leveraging their, you know, cloud-based firewalls, mm -hmm. um, uh, they, their VPN solution and all of that. Um, and then a, a number of other different uh, different solutions there, but uh, I think we have uh, we've got you know we're in a much much better place in terms of a security posture. Um, we actually go through and we have um, so we have a third party that does the physical the mm -hmm. audits right. Then we have on an ongoing basis we use a. Uh, um, an organization by the name of uh, BitSight. Are you familiar with them? Mm -hmm. So we use them to evaluate us as well as evaluate all of our uh, of, of anyone who has access right. to our uh, to our to our data. Almost like penetration testing. Uh, actually, vulnerability testing. It, no, actually, no, no, no. What they actually do is that they uh, they they go in and they basically 
uh, will understand your security posture yeah. uh, based on the the, the different um, um, the data that's coming, you know, the, the metadata that's coming out of your network. Oh, right? I see. And so, In and out. oh yeah, yeah. And so um, they know from the standpoint of, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty incredible. And so they give you a, a credit score. It's a, similar to a credit score, Got right? It. And then, you know, in terms of your your different areas of vulnerabilities. And so we monitor ourselves and we also monitor uh, third parties. And uh, and then when we see something, we go in and we, you know, responsibility for the, the vendor or the third party or the service provider to then provide us with a remediation plan. That's amazing. Um, but, the, you know, these are you know some of the things that we should, you should think about it from a standpoint of things that are possible today that, that weren't possible before. And we have our, our cybersecurity. Well, we have, I think, four, four companies that are monitoring us. But we don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm, sure, I'm sure that uh, at least one of them is our um, security, a cybersecurity uh, uh, underwriter. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, um, that's part of what, why you're able to do so much with 36 people. Yeah. I think you just have the right interlockings of solutions and vendors who fill certain gaps and have, you have a... Um, no single point of failure, no. you know, in your whole design. I, I think I think that's really smart. So I know it's still relatively early in your in your Google Cloud journey with the data lake and everything else, but and I know you have several projects ahead. And um, how do you feel that you know, like your boss, the ownership, how, how, what do they see as the potential with what you could do today from a go to market standpoint for your customers and consumers? And the different markets. What is this new new capability going to enable for the business that maybe you didn't have before? Well, I think from a standpoint of the uh, the analytics as well as uh, leveraging artificial intelligence, machine learning. Um, I think in terms of the the flexibility, you know, um, and being able to, uh, you know, and being based off of uh, you know paying for or from our from our own our consumption. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we are a um, a cloud uh, first. Um, I, I'd almost go say as far as a cloud only, mm-hmm. uh, because it's just another option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and a uh, API first organization. And so, um, what we've seen is, uh, you know, what we've you know we've uh, transitioned away from you know file based integration and ETLs and that kind of thing. Instead, leveraging you know uh, ESB and uh, an API and API management and such. And it has been just amazing to see you know some of the things that we that uh, that that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, given that approach, I think the the thing that you know this whole area of uh, of the data management, the customer data management. Um, has really prepared us both for the CCPA as well as uh, for the GDPR. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it prepares us for anything else that anybody else is going to throw Any at new us, regulations, right? oh, yeah, yeah, new yeah. laws, you're, yeah, you're we've, ready. Yeah, uh, because we, you know, with, on the Google platform, we established this uh, entity we call uh, uh, CIM, which is a cu- customer <laughs> information asset management mm. and so we have you know one uh, a central repository that uh, represents the the customer that maintains kind of a primary key for the customer and then there are surrogate keys 
of the way the different entry points that the customer comes in from all mm-hmm. these different touch points mm-hmm. and we keep it the 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 surrogate key represents how they are known to that individual to that, to that other system mm-hmm. so whether it be um so we're not really kind of imposing that and then all of the transactions we have that in the in the data lake that's uh, that's on in bigquery and so all the transactions that are associated with it that we don't go through and try to normalize that mm-hmm. the transactions they reside as they as they in, in as the they native occur. state yeah. and uh, so from a standpoint of um, you know being able to do the analytics being you know we've we've just uh, just finished a, a really nice uh, machine learned uh, AI model around uh, underwriting mm-hmm. uh, that we're really excited about uh, we're actually going to be you know putting that in line and uh, leveraging the the API. Uh, with the auto ML. Yeah, um, that's cool. And uh, in, in a couple of weeks now. You were and, telling me how earlier in our, when we were talking um, that it's providing visibility and insight that's maybe counterintuitive. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that people's, you know, would not have guessed that those would be the the results of what the data is actually showing. Yeah, a lot of it is really people scratching their head. I mean, some instances there's things that, oh, well, I, 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 yeah, that makes sense. In other instances, it was like, well, you know, that doesn't make sense, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that, you know, what we did was we took all of the the bad debt Mm -hmm. for over three years of, of data, right? And, you know, gave that and, and, you know, machine learned and, and it, came up and, you know, I basically picked out about 30, you know, uh, relevant uh, attributes, mm. right? And and then um, we're finding out some things that people are saying, well, you know, I didn't know that, but we, we, we've actually had people challenge it. So we run it side, we've been running it side by side. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, they've been, you know, people have been challenging that and they were like, oh, you know, and they have actually gone and looked at it and they, oh my goodness, you know, I should have caught that, you right, know, that kind right. of thing. And, uh, and it's just some very subtle things. Mm-hmm. It's allowed us to be able to do things that uh, around uh, very personalized, you know, so if you've got a, you know, an engine that's kind of more rules based, right. So we might say that if a, um, a, ch- a check, that we're going to underwrite or a loan or whatever it hits this threshold, then we're going to do this, right? Right. Well, here what we're able to do is to be able to do it based off of that individual, uh, that indi- that individual or that mm-hmm. issuer mm-hmm. or the type of business or the type of work and everything else, and really tune that in a way that was is absolutely impossible. The level of granularity uh, oh God, yeah. you couldn't get before. Yeah. No, we, we we think definitely BigQuery is one of the crown jewels of the yeah. Google you know cloud platform. Uh, ecosystem and i think that is um it's something that a lot of our customers who are data heavy are starting to realize it's it's often for a lot of our enterprise customers the first thing that they'll use from gcp like if they use nothing else if they're completely you know invested in other clouds because they start earlier with those big queries like the one that stands out Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a i think it's a key differentiator for uh for google I think it's a key differentiator, and certainly in terms of something we've been able to exploit yeah. and, and establish a data lake on it. And you know, Sada was was uh, when we went to Google and said we wanted to do this. You know, they sent us. We didn't we didn't know Sada before yeah. uh, before uh, introduction with with Google, and so yeah. uh, you guys have been very very instrumental in terms of uh, pulling that together. I appreciate yeah. that. No, you, you saw Heather <laughs> walk by and you gave her a big hug. I think our 
uh, technical account management frameworks working well for you guys as well? I, I tell you what, I think that, uh, you know, you're, you, you've got a, just an incredibly talented team and a very, very, uh, and then, you know, they, they, uh, they're in it to win. I, I, right? hope, I, and, hope, I hope that's the case. Cause that's, well, that's part of our culture. Well, you know, but it, it's, it's something that, that, uh, that, that's, that can be very easily taken for granted. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, these relationships, these, um, these, these projects are all very, very difficult. I mean, I think of mm-hmm. these things as projects in their nature do not want to exist. <laughs> I'm seriously, I mean, they just do not want to exist. Right. You know, I mean, it's like taking someone like, uh, you know, you know, I think about Frankenstein, right? Yeah. You're pulling someone out of the ground and you're then where the, the no life and then you're trying to bring life into it. And all it wants to do is continue to die, uh, stay <laughs> dead, right? And projects are just in their nature, just don't yeah. want to, don't want to exist. It's a change, right? And people don't like change. Yeah. Change doesn't want to happen. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, the, the thing, and it gets, and sometimes it can be very, very frustrating it could be easy to go and say well let's not do this it's too difficult and things like that and what i've seen with the the sada team they've been right there with us i mean they've they've been frustrated we've been frustrated but what has never been a question was about giving up you know and uh and and that's something that is very very special and very very unique well you know when we have a uh a client customer who understands that the journey is new for a lot of people. Um, it's new in the market. What you guys are doing hasn't been done a thousand times, mm-hmm. right? That we're learning together. And I'd much rather be in this position with you. And I'm sure you as, as a customer to be learning first, going through, you know, the challenges first before your competitors do. And I think we feel the same way in the yeah. ecosystem. And, um, you know, I, I think that is unique about us. I'm glad that you feel that your team feels that is, I always say that um, Google Cloud is all we do, right? Like nobody's going to work harder <laughs> to make these things work yeah. because if we're not successful in that, we're only as good as what Harris and Lewis is willing to say about us, you know, to another customer or to Google. That's it. That's our entire reputation. Our entire business model depends on that. So I appreciate the partnership. Well, I actually, I actually think about it in terms of I've got more to lose uh, because see, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, with Sada and with Google, You've got a lot of other companies and, you know, and a lot of other engagements. And so if you're, you know, if, if you get uh, 99% of your, if you've got a total of 100 customers mm-hmm. and 99 of them are successful and you've got one over here that's not successful, it's relatively easy to bury that, right? But that's not, that's not, you know, no. that's not who you guys are. No, that's complacent. <laughs> to me, that's complacency. Well, well, it's know, a slippery that's slope. Right, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, so I, it's not something to take, to, that I take for granted because, you know, that it, while it represents that 1% for you, it's my 100%. That's and right. so I've got a lot to lose by that uh, in terms of, you know, the decisions I make, who I pick, you know, yeah. to, to go on this journey uh, yeah. with me. And, uh, and so I, I, I greatly appreciate everything that, uh, that, uh, both uh, you and, uh, and the, uh, Google team have done. Well, Harrison, it's been a pleasure to have you on cloud and clear, and I, I appreciate the partnership and the patience and the investment that we're both making into, into, um, I think doing something really incredible in the market. And it's actually, I think doubly encouraging that it's it's in southern california you know this is our neighborhood too and i appreciate all the great work you guys do in the community 
and um, cheers to the beginning of the journey with with us together and with us with Google Cloud. And uh, hope to be working with you for uh, for years to come. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.